everyone. Welcome back to the Planning Pink podcast. This is Maddie, your host, and today's episode is really exciting because I got to sit down with five of my fellow travel agents who all work for my company, or my company, the company that I work for, uh, Axis Travel Group, and we got to sit down and they gave their one, their number one tip for Disney travel. So you won't want to miss that. You're going to want to hear these tips because they're actually very heartfelt. It's definitely not like go get a Mickey pretzel. It's something like from the heart and useful. And I'm just really blessed that they chose to sit down with me. So let's get into the interview with Caitlin, Gabriella, Alexis, Mel, and Rebecca. Okay, so up first, our first travel agent that we're going to talk to is Caitlin. So Caitlin, tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us your biggest or best travel agent tip for Disney. Yeah, so I'm a travel agent here in New Hampshire and I'm a mom of two. Um, My biggest travel tip for Disney is definitely to go with the flow And I tell all of my clients that, and honestly, even for myself, because we have such high expectations when we go to Disney, because it is really expensive. And for a lot of my clients, it's a one and done trip. And so they have these high expectations. And I tell them when I talk to them and they have these big plans to see and do everything, I remind them, like, is it really going to be a big deal if your child doesn't hug Mickey or if your daughter doesn't want to go in the itchy princess dress, right? (laughs) Like you have these expectations because of social media and the Disney Facebook groups. And we get so hung up on that, that I feel like we kind of lose sight of what matters and why we go to Disney and why we go is to hang out with our family and make memories. So I feel like that is my biggest tip is just go with the flow. That's such a good one. And sometimes I, I forget that like for our clients that it's like sometimes it's a once in a lifetime thing for them. Like we go to Disney all the time, but that's not the case for probably the majority of people. So that's such yeah. a good And I feel like that's the issue because that's how they look at it. Like I'm only coming once I'm spending all this money. I need to do everything. And it just, it's just going to lead to complete chaos because if you are stressed as a parent, your kids are just going to be stressed and there's going to be meltdowns. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a tip for this episode. I was just going to let you guys, but honestly, one of my biggest tips is get off those Facebook groups. They are not useful. They stress you out. So take that from us, but thank you, Caitlin. You're welcome. Great tip. Okay. Up next we have Gabriella. So Gabriella, tell us a little bit about yourself and your biggest tip. So I'm a travel planner that specializes in Disney. I do Universal as well, but obviously Disney is my forte. I live in Oklahoma City. So, you know, got to represent the middle of the United States. I'm a mom of one who is named after Luna Lovegood. Uh, She's funky and I love her. Um, And my biggest helpful tip is kind of piggybacking off of Caitlin's in a way is just to take 
one day at a time at Disney. Don't rush through it, especially with those Facebook groups, watching people talk about rote dropping and, oh, I got to do this and do that and trying to do the next big thing. Just take it one day at a time. Don't rush through it. Sink in every park. I don't believe in park hoppers, believe it or not. I think you should just take one park at a time and just really embrace everything, even if you don't see it all. Because even till this day, my husband and I still find something that we didn't see before. That is my biggest tip. That is true. And one time on TikTok, I said, I don't like park hopping and people like tore me apart. But I mean, it's just too stressful for me. I just need to take it one, one at a time. It's too stressful. And honestly, I don't think you really need it unless it's a super short trip. Yeah, or if you, like, have a dining reservation in one park and you're in the other park, like, that's the only way that it's useful. But then that's, like, a lot of money just for a dining reservation. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Gabriella. That was great. And up next, we have Alexis. Alexis. Hello, hello. Do the whole whole spiel. You already know by this point. The whole spiel. Um, Okay, so I am from just north of Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, obviously, I'm a travel planner that specializes in Disney as well. I'm a mom of two very wild, rambunctious boys. So Disney, like, we have to maximize burning that boy energy when we are in the parks. Because if not, we pay for it later. (laughs) Um, I run multiple Facebook groups. Um, Oops, sorry. Not like the ones that you mentioned. (laughs) hers are great hers are really really good you should really be in them (laughs) Mm -hmm. no um so but one of them in particular is called planning disney and style and the my is this ties to my biggest tip but it's really about identifying what is that style because we all like you guys have already mentioned like people who think that they're going for this once in a lifetime trip like i would consider them my maximalist but we also have people that are like you know, I I have this one thing that I want to do. So why I say that is like, if you know what your style is, and you know how you want to go into the park, either like I have to do and see all the things or I'm okay with doing this one, or two, you know, activities, character experiences, rides, etc. That helps to like, minimize that pressure. And it also helps you to really get the most out of your trip. So like, I would consider myself a maximalist, like I know I have three snacks that I'm going to have that day, or my day is not going to be made. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, we do that to ourselves, right? Like we have our three rides and I have my three snacks or meals or um, let's see. I also have like character experiences or um, like shows on there. And I like give everybody a checklist. I use that, but I also know that I have clients that are minimalist, meaning that they want to see one thing. They want to do one thing. And knowing which style you are helps you to plan the best trip so that you are getting the most out of it. That is, wait, so your Facebook group is called Disney and Style? Heck yeah, it is. Okay. There's that's only so one cool. way to do Disney and that's in style, but that looks different <laughs> awesome. for everybody. Okay. And so, when I said before, I apologize. I was not talking <laughs> about not every Disney, I'm but you. I'm like, some of these people are like, if you don't go and stand in line and get this hot dog and put this relish, and then you have to get a Mickey thing and you shove it like, oh my gosh. Okay, let's just No, I think that like there are some big groups and I've seen on myself and there's some that are very hostile. 
But like the whole purpose of my group is just to kind of give some of those everyday tips and tricks. And then I also share like Disney attire, ears, you know, outfits to wear that match different parts. Because let's be honest, family matching is the only way to go to Disney. I love it. that's my style anyway. And like, that's another thing that I put on that checklist for my clients is like, what are you wearing to the parks? If you want to fill that in, I would, because then I'm going to put it in a plastic bag with the coordinating ears and the coordinating earrings and like, boom, done. It's packed, but not everybody rolls that way. And so I think you have to know like, okay, how do I want to approach Disney? And then you get the most out of it because it's your style. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Thank you. Can can I just say a funny story? Of course. So here here I am saying to go with the flow, but Gabby and I were having a conversation because we are going on a (laughs) agent trip next week. And I'm stressing out because we're park hopping. And I don't want to wear my Hollywood Studios outfit to Epcot. And it's really stressing me out. (laughs) Can I tell you a secret? Before yes. you got on this Zoom, <laughs> Gabriella was talking, Caitlin is stressing me. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave, I think, one of the best pieces of advice, yes. Caitlin. I said, what she needs to do is wear an athletic dress, built in shorts, built in, like, you know, all the pieces, right? Then you just swap your t-shirt and ears, put an extra pair of ears and a different t-shirt. So like, go with Star Wars or Toy Story to Hollywood and then swap it out. And now you're ready for Festival of Arts. Boom, yeah. done. I, I have figment socks, so I'm thinking I'm going to oh, put my yeah. figment socks in my lounge. <laughs> oh, but goodness. Do you have figment ears? Oh. <laughs> I need figment ears, really. Figment is like one of my favorite characters, but honestly, Makers of Magic and Wishes, they have the best um, festival attire. So, like, if you haven't ever shopped with her, it's a small shop, it, she has the best stuff. Oh, okay. You need to Just go look. She down. has like, well, she does new drops. Let's see, new drops are every Friday, ready to ship, or like every other Tuesday. But she has all the full lineup. You oh, name it, you. she has it. I like it's how so like, good. Jing to write this down. Like this isn't a podcast that's recorded that I can just re-listen to when I want to know. Anyway, thank you, Alexis, for you're welcome. That. Um, are you ready, Mel? It's I'm ready. Yeah, you know it. what to do. Hi. So I am um, newer, but I absolutely love everyone and getting to plan Disney trips for everyone. So again, I'm also a travel professional specializing in Disney. I also do Universal and cruises. I live in Springfield, Illinois, so right kind of in the middle of the country. And I would say more of I don't know. My specialties is I love run Disney. So I love running the races. And also since I can't get anyone to run Disney races with me, I usually take a lot of solo trips. So if anyone's looking for itineraries or plans or something like that, I've got you covered. So I think we were all kind of on the same page when it came to tips. My tip was again, everyone's stressed and wants to hit absolutely everything they possibly can. I think, um, Gabby said, you know, there's things that her and her husband haven't done yet. Same here. I've been over 20 times and there's still things I haven't made it to, but take a day to relax and hang out at your resort. I mean that, I think a lot of people miss that step. Um, A lot of people have smaller kids and the only thing they want to do is be in the pool. And it's like, no, we've spent all this money. We're going to the parks. 
We're staying in the parks from rope drop to close. Just try to schedule a day in where maybe you sleep in, get an early lunch reservation at a different um, restaurant at a different resort, and then go spend the whole evening or afternoon in the pool and then do resort activities that night. Most moderate and deluxe resorts have movies under the stars. And that's what I remember um, quite a bit. I go quite a bit with my best friend and her kids and her husband. And I started when they were little to be a babysitter and now they're 16 and 14 and mm-hmm. 10 and they still want me to go, which is awesome. But one of the most memorable things we did was under the stars, we watched Hocus Pocus uh, the night before Halloween. So Aww. it was really awesome. So yeah, slow down, get rested back up so you can hit the parks the next day. I love that. That's nice such time. a good tip and something that I struggle with. And I had I- a rest day on my last trip and it really did make a world of difference because it might be we're hurting. Yes. I can't imagine going another 25,000 steps today. I just need a rest. Yes, for sure. Thank you for we that. We have to schedule those. Oh yeah. You, like Melinda, you're spot on. We have to schedule them, especially with having two little kids. Like my boys looks at us like you've lost your mind. If you think <laughs> that we're going back into this park and I'm going to have to cooperate. So I definitely would agree with that one. That's a good one. Yeah, so good. Thank you. Okay. One more is, of course, the wonderful Rebecca. You know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. So, hi. um, I am a travel agent uh, based out of Ohio, Um, mom of one. And so I do specialize in Disney destinations. And my kind of area of passion is that I'm a certified autism travel professional. So I'm really passionate about making um, Disney accessible to to everyone that might have extended needs. And I'm going to kind of continue with the trend of everyone else here. Um, It's really important when you're traveling to Disney with how large and just the sheer scale and the large amount of activities that you can do you're just not going to be able to do it all um, in one trip or even several trips. I still have a whole bunch of stuff that are on my list I haven't done after all my trips. Um, But sometimes being flexible and planning ahead, knowing that if you take some steps to stay hydrated, take time for snacks, and then also have planned breaks just to sit and be present with the moment are really going to help the longevity of your trip. So you're not going to have those meltdowns. And when I say meltdowns, it's not just kiddos. I think some of the worst ones I have seen at the parks have been from adults. So it's really important, right. For everyone to just kind of take that moment, um, find there's plenty of quiet places to rest and have that break. And I honestly feel like the times that I have been intentional about finding that space, um, for example, my last trip, I hung out in the grass hub at Magic Kingdom, had a snack and just watched everyone and saw their joy and excitement at seeing the castle for the first time. That's kind of the biggest part that sticks with me. And if I was running around trying to get all the rides or shops or everything done, I would have missed that. So it's really important to be intentional about taking that time and also just planning on trying to prevent that wall that everyone hits if you're just going too fast. So smart. Wow. You guys are like really smart. Like I would be like, um, my tip is to get the spicy chicken and waffle in magic kingdom. (laughs) You guys are more, um, you think more than me, but 
Thank you. And cheeseburger spring roll girl. So that's oh, my yeah. that's my must do at Magic Kingdom for snacks. <laughs> oh um, no, 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 no. Sleepy Hollow for life. Oh, me too. <laughs> that's where I get my chicken and waffle. That Nutella. Is... Oh I, yeah, I've seen the fruit one. I haven't gotten that one yet. But anyway, I did not prepare anyone for this question, so you don't have to answer it. But for all the guests that I come on or that come on. I asked them just like speed round, favorite park, favorite resort. Anyone want to share? Beach club. Beach club is your favorite resort? 100%. That sand bottom pool makes me feel like I'm, okay, so it's more than that. Like that's the hotel resort that we grew up going to. So I like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm like, it's my Aww. quick fire answer. Um, I was just like where I have the most childhood memories is at that resort. So like mm-hmm. I remember being there with my little brother and actually um, my parents have a picture of my brother and I and my dad walking like if you're familiar going from the main part of the hotel um, to the buses. So it's like that white bridge that kind of has like a little creek kind of running underneath uh-huh. of it. So we have a picture of us walking across that just like from behind and we were able to recreate that with my boys um, on our last trip and so like that to me is the Disney magic it's like tapping into those core childhood moments and like that's a silly one right because you're walking across the bridge but love it for life oh that's so sweet that's precious favorite park magic kingdom hands oh, down okay well yeah <laughs> anyone else Yeah, I got to go with Magic Kingdom, too, because it just it checks all the boxes with like the nostalgia and just feeling like a kid again and just how accessible it is to all the littles and just seeing their excitement. It's just yeah, it's just quintessential Disney for me. Very true. I love Magic Kingdom. I'm an Epcot girl, but I love Magic Kingdom, too. Yeah, mine's definitely, mine's tied between Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same with my kids, because everyone says, oh, Epcot's not for kids, but my kids are obsessed with Epcot. They love it so much. It is so fun. It's more fun for adults, but like, it's still really fun for kids. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think so. I'll be the different one. I love Hollywood Studios. But I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Okay. Never seen Star Wars, but I appreciate Uh, land. Gosh. Okay. Well, you know what? This has been fun. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Gabby's out. (laughs) I'm out. Peace out. Star Wars is life. Um, I would say Hollywood Studios is a good runner up. Yes. There's so much stuff to do there. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Same with you. Osmo Resort. Yeah, same with me. I love Hollywood Studios. I love Star Wars. I think it's great. But what I really love is Fantasmic. That's the first show that really clicked with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. Like, I just really enjoy that whole nighttime show. But again, Galaxy's Edge, I just absolutely love it. So No, I Mm -hmm. will say this Star Wars land is really cool. And like, last time we were there, my husband and I like took time and actually went in there and neither one of us have ever seen star wars so we were like wow what is that oh wow what is it and please i was doing a meet and greet with the characters i don't know who these people are but (laughs) i was like hugging them and just like hey and then i got to like see little bb8 or bb8 right 
Yeah. I was okay. You know names. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Hollywood Studios is my least favorite park, but it is like Galaxy's <laughs> Edge is very immersive, and I love Phantasmic. Mm-hmm. Me, it's my. I, I, love, I still like it. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast live on stage. I cry every single time. So there's things that I like about it, but it's just it's my least favorite part. And I think it's because it's so small. It just always seems so crowded, right? Yeah. Like I don't know I something about that. it. I just I don't know. It's just such like like even non Disney lovers like they're like oh I'm going to Hollywood Studios. So everybody like flocks there, and. I still enjoy the park, but it is my least favorite because I just don't get it, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel about Animal Kingdom. Same. I mean, like, I like parts of Animal Kingdom, but as a whole, to me, that is a half day park at best. It is. It is. I I still love it though. Cause like the safari and then after the safari, I'm like, I'm really hot. I'm done, but I still love (laughs) I feel like the more often I go to Animal Kingdom, I think I'm slowly starting to get more appreciation for Mm -hmm. it. Because my first time there, I was like, yeah, this is like half day, like I'm good to go. But the last time I went, um, I got those Wilderness Explorer booklets with my kiddo. And that just like changed a lot of things because we really had to go explore like all the nooks and crannies in Animal Mm -hmm. Kingdom that like you kind of miss sometimes if you're not looking for it just because of all oh, yeah. plants and everything um so it's been something that it's it's taken me a little bit of a couple tries to appreciate but it's really starting to grow on me yeah and the food there's really good the food is really good oh my gosh I do enjoy Animal Kingdom more than Hollywood Studios and I just think they put a lot of like a, they I mean it's Disney attention to details everywhere but especially in Animal Kingdom you're like whoa just it's crazy it's crazy but well, anyway I, oh go ahead oh no I just was gonna say I like it's Disney I don't think there's anything bad necessarily no <laughs> about yeah. any of the parks like it's there's hidden magic in literally all of them yeah. so I would agree with mm-hmm. what Rebecca said like we did those booklets on our last Disney trip because we actually wore wilderness explorer outfit and um, so like it just added to that like next level of magic but I don't think you can go wrong going to any of them. Like, even if you only, uh, if they're like, you can go for one day. I was just having a conversation with someone saying like, I would be fine going to Disney and not going to any of the parks, just being in the bubble and staying at the resort. (laughs) Like, that's just how much I love it. I just, there's just nothing like being in that bubble. Cause that's just like, I was saying today, like, it just feels like, okay, back in the bubble. I'm good. So like home. Yeah. For sure. Um, but anyway, thank you guys all so much for coming on. Uh, I will put all of their links in the description. I think everybody here is on TikTok. And I will put their emails if they allow me to put their emails in the description in case one of them jumped out at you and you want to uh, book with them. But thank you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you. So thank you. Bye. Oh my gosh, that was so fun with them. 
I'm so thankful that they came on and I I definitely want to have them back. All of their information, like I said, is linked below. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and this won't be the last because I want to have them back on, of course, but my company also has like so many other amazing travel planners that I want you to hear from. Um, And so if you're listening from my company, shout out, you are next. I'm going to come bother you next to come on this podcast. Um, But I had the best time with these girls. I hope we get to do it again and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode.